0: You're listening to Racing HQ with Dave Stanley on Sky Sports Radio.
1: Big thanks to Brittany Graham. Now it's time to chat uh, with Michael Maxworthy. Doombin Racing today, Uh, soft five and fine conditions. And Maxie, hello to you and good morning.
0: Good morning, Dave. Yeah, by the time we get to the first, the track could possibly be upgraded to a good four, but still with a little bit of cushion in it, so it should be the perfect surface today. We're usually used to very wide rails on a Wednesday, but it's actually not too bad today. It's only out five metres the entire circumference of the course. Not big field sizes, and hopefully we can find a couple of winners.
1: Really interesting betting on a few of these races today. Uh, look, Explosive Tycoon's been really well backed in race one. 240 into 214. I know Plumberstone, um, Plumberstone Road has been 8 to $4, but it's nowhere near the money we hold on this first starter, and What did you make of the trial back on uh, the 6th of Feb, Maxie?
0: Yeah, he's got a nice pedigree, um, and he's had the two trials, and visually in the race book, you say, yeah, he's going to win it, but there's been nothing flash at all about the trials. Um, I think he's favourite pretty much by default. This is not a strong race, and his latest trial, whilst he won it, it was very slow time and in particular, the last 600 metres. I think he was shaken up, made to win the trial. So I'd be just a little bit careful with the price, folks. If you like him, I wouldn't be tumbling too, you know, we're too short a price. But me, Dave, I'd, I'd rather go each way, number eight, Champagne Rouge, a collet riding for Chris Munts. Now, this filly had trial well, ran second at Doomben, and then she went to that Saturday Metro meeting at the sunny coast three weeks ago, and... Um, she just wasn't ready for that competition. It was a decent race. Elmore Zio won it. She ran a terrific race in the English Millennium, and the fourth horse, Miss Bustling, it was very good. She came out of that and won well last Saturday. So it was a strong race. This filly was beaten a long way in it, but I think the positives with her today: uh, Blinker's first time, good draw, up to 1200 meters, and at the nine dollars and the two twenty, the place. I'd rather go eight Champagne Rouge each way in the first.
1: Is it safe to say, in your opinion, if it wasn't James Orman and T. Golland, if it was a jockey that wasn't winning many races and a trainer wasn't winning many races, Explosive Tycoon would be much bigger odds?
0: I think so, and but I, but I do think the main reason everybody's sort of defaulting back to Explosive Tycoon for that reason, it is Orman and, and Golland. Let's face it, the two trials... You know, have a look. But when you delve into it, um, um, you know they've been okay. They've been good without being anything special. So, I think you're right. Um, and, and they could take a little bit of a risk with him as we get closer to start time. As I said, a nice pedigree, he's a Spirit of Boom from a mare called Gyla, who was a very talented mare trained by the Currys. And uh, I'm keen to see how he goes today under full pressure of a race.
1: All right, in race two, there's a short price favourite, Bucks Fizz, but another one they backed here quite cleverly too, this jukebox filly. She's a Duke. And what did you make of the trial at Deegan? Of course, this horse has had some starts in um, north, you know, what, uh, mid-north coast area, Port yep. Macquarie, Grafton. Um, the trial was interesting, I thought.
0: Yeah, it was formerly with um, Jenny Graham. Jenny's had a great you know, friendship with Barry Lockwood for many, many years. Um, so she sent the horse to him. Noticeably, this filly, she's a duke at a first start at Grafton back in April of last year. So it was a while ago. Did start a dollar eighty favourite. led and then got quite a few mentions in the stewards' report. Had one more go and was midfield at Port Macquarie again as favourite. Uh, better performance, but um, obviously the filly is better than what we saw in those two starts on the mid-north coast. I thought the trial was okay at Deegan, finishing third there uh, behind the horse that goes okay and Stella Lady, so it's a big watch today. Obviously has ability, now with um, Barry Lockwood, so the money is going to tell us, and in particular as we get closer to the race, but I do like Buck's fears. She's only had the one start, and they rode a According to the rail that day, she drawn awkwardly and they tried to compensate from the awkward gate by going back and then nothing really worked out thereafter, yet she was still strong on the line. Um, I noted in a couple of her, her trials she showed speed, so I think they'll press the button on Buck's this today. She'll either lead or sit outside the leader? I think she's possibly the way to go. But definitely keep an eye on She's a Duke number 11.
1: Yeah, uh, she has been the firmer. She's a Duke. Um, As I said, opening price, $8 uh, with the tab. We're chatting with Michael Maxworthy, and we're looking, of course, at this Doombin meeting today, and there's uh, plenty to dissect. So get your pens and papers out, because this is going to complement the uh, Sky Thoroughbred Central uh, race meeting we get from the Kenzo. And, Maxie, we're up to uh, race number three here at uh, Doombin. Now, in terms of the big firm with the tab, this is an interesting race because your favourite has been Caxton Lass and uh, it's been this morning 2.50 into 2.30. There was a little bit of money around for the a real roughy here earlier. Icarios um, Louis, the two, had had support. And another one that uh, had also had a bit of a nibble was um, Mean Approach, Malian's Ride, 12 into $8 this morning.
0: And what about the nine grand meteor? Um, I think probably um, should get an honourable mention here as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. It, it was, and again, I don't know whether this is well, probably is just cause of Golan. It opened at um, two seventy yesterday, and they others started to be backed. It drifted out to three dollars and they thought that was good, we'll take that, and then it's now back into 280. So okay. uh, it opened a little bit shorter maybe than they wanted to play, and they got it out, and they backed it into uh, to
0: 2.8. Well, the one that you mentioned their um, mean approach for Madden and Edmonds, is probably a good price at around 750 each way because she's only had the two starts, and they've both been good, third at Ipswich and then second at Eagle Farm at that meeting on Australia Day behind Pivotal Lad. But I'm going to stick with Caxton Lass here. Now, usually these, um, these horses, they've got hundreds of thousands of owners, I think. Caxton Ladd, is, Lass is owned by Queensland Rogues. Often they get well back. But um, what, what I'm concerned about with her, had she drawn a gate, I would have declared her a good thing. But she's drawn a bit of an awkward gate, like she had last start when she was a little bit stiff. She didn't jump that well. She went back to last and then tried to get up on the rails, but then was in traffic for about 100 metres. And whilst that was going on, the leader, Antonito, whom there's been a bit of a rap on, kicked. And Caxton Ladd tried really hard, but just couldn't bridge the, cap, the gap, got the margin back to three quarters of the length. So I did like her that day, Caxton Lass, and made her a horse to follow out of it. So I'm going to stick today, but am concerned about that bit of an awkward gap. But as I said earlier, it's only a five metre rail today, not the usual eight, nine or ten it is on a Wednesday. In fact, last start, I think it was at 11 metres when Caxton Lass um, went back to last and tried to cut the corner. So, yeah, I I understand why there are a couple entertained here, but I'm going to stick with number seven, Caxton Lass.
1: All right. So we go to race number four. Your favourite uh, at this stage with the tab at four twenty is Discover, but uh, all it's done is drift. Maxi uh, yesterday they opened at three dollars. Uh, within a minute it was out to three ten. It just kept drifting. It's out to four twenty now, but is still favourite. Um, the same thing has happened with Bliss Miss. It opened three dollars yesterday, and it's out to four dollars eighty. So it's been unwanted. They've come for the eight here. Uh, in the Heinrich colours, twenty six dollars was the opening price for Caesar Cake. It's now into nine dollars. The other one they've backed is American Fireball, the the toppy. It's been eight into six dollars. So these favourites, though these ones that the bookies thought were quite you know well in the market and should be right there, they're uh, they're not wanted.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, since the markets went up, the popular runners early have started to ease a little bit. And it looks like punters uh, have had plenty of time now to analyse this race a little bit closer. Um, I don't really like Discover, the one that went up favourite. I'd much rather it's stable mate, Wallace other runner, number 12, or Torah. Um, look, there's a stack of chances here. My confidence levels are quite low, actually, Dave. I'm, but I'm going to go with Bliss Miss number seven because she's only lightly raced, trained by a Heat Coach Sam Collett to ride. She had a prep, which I like, one start, went okay, turned out. And then her two runs back have been very good. Now, she's a big filly. Uh, she's actually a five year old, only had the three starts, but she's third up today. First up, she really. Was eye-catching at the sunny coast, she got a mile back, but really noticeably working to the line with a big stride. Then she came to the midweek at Doomban and ran second behind Jungle Prince a fortnight ago. Now, he blitzed the opposition, Jungle Prince, but she clearly did best of the rest. Uh, she dug deep. She's a bit of a one-pacer, but I liked her, her tenacity towards the end there. It looked as if she was probably going to run third or fourth, but she dug in and got that second spot. I think third up, up to this distance, the fact that she doesn't have too many convictions where a few of these have been around for a while and they're still a maiden, I'm happy to go with her. Number seven, Blizz Miss in the fourth here at Toonburn.
1: Okay, that's the fourth. Let's go to uh, the fifth, Maxie. And uh, your favourite uh, with the tab at the moment is uh, Nipper's Nightcap. Although, if you heard my interview with Kelly Schwerger this morning... No, no, he, no, no, no. He, he wasn't, wasn't really keen. No. Um, no, he sort of said, oh, not, not today. I said, do you have a bet? And he goes, oh, not today. So it's been five into four, but now back out to 4.20 Nippers Nightcap. It also backs Hadouken. Uh, $10 it was yesterday afternoon. It's now into 5.50. There have been the scratchings of Breaking Ground and and What's It Willy Wonka, but the two is the one they've backed even after scratchings.
0: Yeah, but Nipper's nightcap, he showed potential at his first two or three starts, as if he was going to get, develop into a really nice stayer. But, oh, he just wallows around the back and passes a couple. Mm. I think he probably needs a lot further. So happy to risk Nipper's nightcap number 10. The other one you mentioned, I made sure I put it in the quaddy, Hadouken, it was formerly that, trained at Warwick it, Farm, but left up here with Peter yeah. Robel. Do you think yeah. it's
1: just because there's no speed in the race and he's the sole oh, but, leader?
0: I think you're right about that. Um, And he was a real poly track specialist when he was getting onto the poly track there at the coast. uh, Last preparation, but in the middle there, there was a third placing here at Dooban, obviously on the turf behind Mighty Willie, where he led, wasn't beaten all that far. Now, he's had the one run back, not suitable there at the sunny coast that day. He gets 1,630 metres in a non-pressure speed race, so he's likely to take it up um uh, peter roble using his apprentice jasper franklin who's a good three kilo claimer for the town this does look the leader so i can see why putters are under for Dukan. i'm going to play the nine speed map here speed maps around about a six dollar fifty chance very consistent two starts back second at the sunny coast when held up at the top of the straight and then last start third at eagle farm at that friday meeting the australia day meeting in a solid Class 4, we're staying on strongly behind then did it and Regal Pom. Now, this is a drop back in grade on that particular Class 4. So I'm with the 9-speed, Matt, but certainly respecting number 2, Hadouken, who's probably going to lead them well into the home straight.
1: In race 6, uh, over the 13.50, we've got Prime Asset as a favourite at t- 2.30, 5.50 uh, for the 4 here. Um and gold deal is at $6. Now, the horse they've backed with Tab has been Patton. Now, Patton here, horse number three, uh, did open uh, when markets first went up around that $9 price, is into $6.50. Interesting when you look at this speed map, Maxi. there is a bit more pressure in this race. Like, the the horses like, uh, this will be the one, Prime Asset, Um. And also that other one too, King of the Desert, they can all sort of roll forward. Is that why they maybe be a backing Patton here from a soft draw?
0: Well, I think that's the key to Patton's chances because he is one dimensional. He likes to sit back. So um, especially around Doomburn, short straight, if you get back, you really need the leaders to come back here a little bit in the straight. So perhaps partners are looking at that. I don't see it being too high a tempo or pressure race. I think the two leaders, as you mentioned, King of the Desert and Prime Asset. Prime Asset wanted to lead last start, I believe, when he was first up and he was spec to, And he's usually not a first up horse. He's a big, heavy horse, but they liked him. And he half missed the kick. And a few others got that lead two spots faster than him. So Ben Thompson basically had to call it off. He ended up settling third defence Prime Asset and he had trouble getting out. I think he was a bit stiff not to win because... The horse that pounced on the lead when Prime Asset wasn't there early was Major L, who managed to kick and win. I thought his run was really good, Prime Asset. So I think he's the leader with King of the Desert. And I, I I think they'll roll at a nice tempo, certainly nice enough to give a horse like Pat a chance to get home over the top of them. I liked his first up run. It was on a Saturday behind Hill of the Dancer. He was good. Um, and back to the midweeks in a race like this, does look suitable for him. So... I'm with Prime Asset because of the positioning. He'll be up in the first two, whereas Patton's going to have to give him mm. a start. So one Prime Asset over three Patton in race six.
1: What about uh, the Van Dyke horse? Because there has been some clever money for it.
0: Max Kolema, well, he's yeah he's capable. It just worries me, Dave. Like two starts ago here at Doombin, uh he tailed off. They said mild heat stress, but he was eased out of it, beaten 25. But... I must say, he, he was better last start. He's had a run since then. He finished third behind Mihajar as a $2.70 favourite. He carried the grandstand, 62.5. He finished third in a four-horse finish. Yes, at his best, he can win, and I think his positioning is going to be probably third or fourth, but it just worries me, you know, um, that, that run two starts ago here at Durban.
1: All right. Uh, in race seven, we've got Royal Rift as your favourite at $4. Uh, four o'clock knock. At $6 and just having a look at uh, some of the flux here with the tab. The one they have backed has been this one off the inside here. Um, She's a dandy has had uh, good support with tab and another one has been Royal Rift considering its opening price yesterday of $5.
0: What price is the four? Has it been holding? Motel,
1: Motel. It yesterday uh, opened eight dollars, went to eight fifteen, and it's now into a seven fifty price. By the way, that's seven fifty. Looking across the boards, the best in the country.
0: Okay. A bit to like about Motel, a former Adelaide galloper, has only been with Michael Nolan this preparation, and the Nolan horses are really racing well right now. He's had a couple of recent Metro winners and. This fellow, they actually led with him two starts ago at Ipswich and he won by the length of a straight. I must admit, they just let him, you know, it was a stroll in the park. Um, They were never going to catch him, but he won by four and a half lengths and then went to that Saturday Metro meeting at the Sunny Coast three weeks ago and he ran third in a benchmark 78. He had inside barrier and he was slowly away and then he he couldn't get off the rails. He sort of had to stay nearer the inside where the going, in particular that day, you had to get onto the crown. And he kept finding the line and was strong through the line. Now, I know he's got to run 2,000 metres. He's only had one go at it earlier in his life. He's placed a couple of times at 1,800, but I think nolan has got him going really well, this motel. He's booked um, Yvette Lewis, who's riding well, and she'll claim three kilos. I just hope that he jumps better, and he can assume you know, control of this race from the start motel. And I think um, 2030, if he can get the front running around Doomben, could be very hard to catch. Royal Rift is always around the money. He was good at the Australia Day meeting at Eagle Farm. The winner, Leary, came down the outside with uninterrupted run where he was slightly held up and he had to weave near the inside. He's always around the money, but... Again, I'm looking at an each-way play at around the 7.50 and going to back number four motel here. The jump is crucial. I want to see him jump on terms with him today, though.
1: OK, all right. Uh, and the lucky last today at Doombin Maxi. We've got uh, your favourite um, Fucamo at a $3 price. Gee, there's been some good money, though, for the Heathcote, brother. Um, the 11. It's been very, very well-backed.
0: Yeah, on point. Uh, She is back in grade, uh, back to the Wednesdays. She has been struggling a little bit. Look, I think if we get a decent tempo, and I'm pretty sure we will, Bo Ryder, number one, he likes to roll at his own tempo. They don't like to interfere with him. Um, And the other one, likely to go forward, Rose of Shiraz, number 13. And I like the fact there's a reasonable size field because it usually generates a bit of pace. And because it was a small field last start, Fumiko, this favourite, it went against her. And that's been the story of her life. She's got no tactical speed at all. So she's been a victim on more than one occasion. And the other day at Doomben was only a field of five. Kelly Sweeter's Ring of Steel, who's a high-speed horse, he was able to lead. Nothing had the speed to get near him. So he, he just controlled at his own tempo. And gave them the slip. He slipped home inside a 33. Now, she was back and she um, really took some ground off him over the final pass. She was only beaten about a length on the line. So her sectional splits must have been super. I think this is a perfect race for her. I think she's a Saturday standard metro mare in the right race. So here she is on a Wednesday. I think today getting plenty of favours, and I like the fact that it's only a five-metre rail and not the usual eight, nine, or ten-metre Wednesday rail. So I think she's one of the best bets on the car today, Dave. Race eight, number 10, Fumiko. Formerly trained at Wyong, Has been with Tony Gollum for a little while now. And CJ Graham is riding in great form. She'll claim a kilo and a half, bringing this mare back to 57 and a half. So I think we've got to wait till the last race of and today for the best bet, number 10, for Fumiko.